Yep. So, uh, guess what show I started? I have no idea. Ted Lasso. How good? Fire. Eight like episodes five. in one day. What? Yeah. How long is each episode, though? Uh, pretty much a full 30 minutes, which is nice. It's not actually, like, 22. It's, like, a full 30. Well, because it's... it's... It's Apple TV. It's a streaming service. I more meant, is it 30 minutes or is it an hour? Nah, it's 30 minutes, but it's fire. Okay, so it's you watched watch four hours of Ted Lasso today? No, yesterday with oh. my family. Okay. Yeah, okay, the gotcha. entire fam sat down and watched like four hours of Ted Lasso, and then we were like, yeah, we've had enough of each other for now. So That's reasonable. So you're telling me that I have to watch this show? Oh, it's fire. Literally, uh... Before we started recording, I actually told Brian, hey, um, what's your Apple TV? Because I need to watch this like right now. <laughs> yeah, I've had it saved in my Snapchat conversation with my dad, which is a really weird thing to say on the <laughs> recording. But I haven't even logged in yet. <laughs> Hey yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. What are you saying damn it about? Because you caught me. I literally was trying to do it, but there's a slight delay on the camera, so I ended up getting caught. What, with your finger guns just like on timing? No, because I was flipping you off with the finger guns in order Ah. to be like, I can actually do it this week and show you that I've been doing them every single time just to spite you. See, I didn't see you flipping me off until you brought it up. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we're we're back on video for the first time in well over a month. The last one we recorded on video was our episode with Julian of uh, Couch O with Julian. But I couldn't get that to export out of Premiere at a timely manner. So it was, I think, the week before that. But our set looks a little bit different. Um, took a little inspiration from some other shows I've seen. Our rundown of our topics is now on the right. Looks a lot better, in my opinion. We're going to be talking about um, some sad news out of Manchester United. Some what I consider confusing news out of Everton. Touching up Both on... very sudden news. Fair. Touching up on um, the state of Newcastle with the, how their takeover is going. We're going to check in with the most dominant football team in the world. Uh, we're going to look over the USA-Canada game. Then we're going to talk about AFCON. And today is deadline day. So we got a lot of transfer news. We usually do predictions at the end. But uh, it, we it, have it, a really exciting segment for predictions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Really Carl. exciting. Okay, Carl. Okay. I don't know if you guys could tell by my enthusiasm how exciting it truly is, but uh, we're predicting Burnley versus Watford, and that is the only game we're predicting this week. Do you want to just get that out of the way now? Yeah, can we please? Uh, okay, I'm cool. predicting a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-1 draw also, and Val's taking 2-1 Burnley. Val, best of luck, because I, I could see that. 
But I, I could, but I also really can't. I'd probably throw the cards towards Watford, personally. But uh, I would not, considering that Ismail Assar is at the AFCON right now. I'd still throw the cards towards Watford. They're a scrappier team, and they've had more wins on the season. And overall, I think they can do better in like their peak than a, a peak Burnley. So that's the only reason why I would give a slight edge. But then again, I am taking it 1-1. So. All right. I mean, so we got a 1-1, a 1-1, and a 2-1. I think we're now we're gonna slide into our our first set of news. It's I'm happy a I don't have one one on my uh, human race jersey. Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna start with a little anecdote here. Uh, about a year ago ish, Carl goes online, orders that beautiful Manchester United human race kit, yep. orders it with a. Very specific young Manchester United player on the back. And the jersey gets delayed. The shipment gets canceled. And he ends up getting a blank human race Manchester United jersey. He's been very, very upset about that for seven, eight months now. Yeah, since I got the jersey. but um, Now now he's happy. Now he's happy. Yeah, it's sort of worth it now. Horrific news out of Manchester this week. I'm sure anybody who's listening has already heard. Mason Greenwood has been arrested by Manchester police on suspicions of rape and assault towards his girlfriend. She posted Instagram images of bloody face, bruises all over her body, basically saying, if anybody's wondering, this is what Mason Greenwood does to me. There's an audio recording I have not heard said audio recording. I haven't either, but there's enough evidence against him in this case. And I heard there was also video recording. There's a little bit of video of her showing some blood, but the audio recording is bad. Okay. According to Val, because we were texting about it, he said the audio was jarring very not good and i was talking to my mom about it the other day and it raises the kind of question i didn't even think about this but if she thought to record it there is no way this is the first time oh obviously not which is why it's so disturbing at the end of the day and like i usually when like something happens to a player like this like you kind of feel bad for them in the moment. Nothing, nothing. I hope he gets what he deserves. He's probably going to go to prison for this. Manchester United should terminate his contract. I feel very similarly to the way that I felt with the Furlan Mendy. Like there's just no point. You mean mean Ben Mendy? Yes, because that was one of the main issues. Oh my goodness. I'm such a bot. Well, to be fair, to be fair, after we had that whole conversation, Ferland Mendy did get accused of some kind of assault. So, like, uh, okay, but but but, but, but still, not... I, sh- I shouldn't, I shouldn't like be confusing their names like that. But Ben Mendy, um, yeah, I feel the same way about Greenwood as I did about Mendy. There's just no 
good way to go about it. Like they are not good people at the end of the day. So there's no point in really supporting them. Yeah. It's happened in other situations. You just can't keep on supporting them. Nope. Nope. I don't want to be the one to make this joke, but I have to make this joke. It's a fantastic signing for prison FC. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but every single time that something like this has happened to a player, we've referenced Prison FC, so we have to. I just yeah, they they have a pretty decent. The they, only how many thing, players are on there now? A good amount. A good we don't amount. have a full twelve though, do we? Did you just say twelve? I I'm thinking like we have like reserves too do we have 12 if you're talking if you're talking reserves, yeah i know it's, it's 11 subs and reserves i, I don't know i don't know if it's a full 11 we don't need to get into that the one thing i do hope for is i hope he gets help yeah you, i hope he gets punished for yes, what he young. deserves yes but I hope he gets help because there's something wrong. I truly think with people who do this kind of stuff. So I hope he gets punished. I hope he gets what he deserves, but I also hope that he comes out of it knowing what he did wrong and knowing that he can be a better person. I don't necessarily think he should ever get a chance to play football at the highest level again, especially if convicted. But I think if he's convicted of what he was accused of, he's going to be away for a very long time. And hopefully he's able to reform himself within that amount of time. That's kind of what I'm heading towards. Yeah. I hope he comes out of it as a better person. Yeah, we, we can all just hope. Because Jesus, like these are not great and accusations. For and his, for in, his... in America, it's different. So you're innocent until found guilty. So, yeah, it's not looking too hot for him. And for his girlfriend, I mean, I hope. I hope she's okay. And I, I hope, hope she's okay. okay. Yep, it's been very, very good to see. Um, Val told me this. He was looking at all these TikTok comments on United's page. And all of it was saying Greenwood out. I think we're past the point, at least in football, with the victim blaming. Yeah. No. And everyone's just saying, Mason, what the fuck? Like, You're in such a situation of power, especially as like a young rising star as he was. Yep. Yep. There's not much excuse. Totally like, you agree. know, sorry, but you know the position that you are in and mm-hmm. how much you can mess it up by doing the smallest little thing. Yeah. Like you, you saw what you and Foden like ended up stirring up and that was like over nothing really. And then like, yep. Yep. You, you, yeah. Okay. I, I don't really have to elaborate further. I don't think you do either. This was a really upsetting topic to start the show off with but i didn't want to go good vibes and then go bad vibes i figured it'd be better no. to go bad vibes and then go good vibes 
this so, had to be addressed. This had to be addressed right away. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to move on to one of the more confusing managerial hires that I, I, I've seen. So Frank Lampard is officially the new manager of Everton Football Club. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm mixed. So, like... I, I don't think he's Stevie G at Villa. No. I don't think he's got, like, so he's hold getting on, a hold couple... Hold on, hold on, hold on, Let me put it this way. I, there, I don't know why I made that comparison. If you but look, like... because they were compared throughout their playing careers. Yeah. But if you had given Stevie G, based on how he's been managing at Villa, that Chelsea side that Lampard had... Tuchel, oh, yeah. Tuchel wouldn't... Tuchel would still be in Paris. Yeah. Well, Tuchel got sacked. Yeah, um, Tuchel wouldn't be in Paris, but Tuchel, Tuchel wouldn't be in Paris, but he, but he wouldn't he wouldn't be in at Chelsea because yeah. Stevie G would probably still be there. So was that during the Inter time? Like, would Inter have possibly picked him up? I don't think he would have gone there given their money issues. I thought that was before the money issues. Conte left last summer because of the money issues. Yeah, and Tuckle was signed right before that. Tuckle was signed last January, about a year ago. So a little before that, but yeah. Conte was still there, so nah, never mind. I just think it's an interesting time because they signed him as their manager right at the end of a transfer window. Yeah. I mean, the loss to Norwich at the time in which it happened was an interesting time to fire a manager because of when it happened in the window. Yeah, exactly. But with Rafa Benitez, he was yeah. literally playing for the other team. Like, I, I don't know what you expected. They they needed to sack him after that. Yep. We'll get into the transfer news a little bit later because it's the last topic we're going to talk about. But I think already Lampard has a better squad to work with than Rafa Benitez had. So I completely agree. There's despite, that. Despite Dinier. Rafa Benitez getting rid of like some of his best players. I mean, yeah, I was going to say his best player, but Denier is not, I don't think, overall a better footballer than Richarlison. Yeah, I don't think so either. And also, like, when he got rid of James Rodriguez at the beginning of... Uh, I think James left. I thought I th there was, like, a disagreement. I think it was kind of... Like well, that's what I mean. I think it was kind of mutual. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. But I... I don't know. I could see Lampard doing a decent job. I... Yeah. Definitely after how the transfer window ended, don't see them anymore in a relegation fight. No, not at all. I think he could get the best out of some players that he brought in that weren't getting enough play time. We'll name yeah, those I'm, players later. I'm wondering what kind of formation they're going to run. And that it's going to be too. interesting in coming weeks. I do. I still think. They also he, have time to like come together. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. But yeah. I do also think he got that Chelsea job before he was ready. I agree. His managerial experience was Derby in the championship. And, and I mean, he, he wasn't actually doing what Stevie G was doing for Rangers either. Yes. Um, I mean, he did. He almost got Derby he promoted. Well. He almost got he Derby well. promoted. But yeah. that I kind of think partially that was because because of some certain player that was on loan at Derby. Yeah. 
who is now shining at Chelsea. Yeah. So there is that. I just, it was weird to me. If I were Everton, I would have stuck with Duncan Ferguson for a little bit longer because the last time they sacked their manager and went with Fergie, I'm going to retract that. The last time they went with a... Yeah, do not say that name. Yeah, I, I messed up. I called you out for saying Hendo, even though the Everton fans do call him Fergie because he played there. Yeah. So, like, Everton Fergie, I guess. I mean, they... Yeah, Everton Fergie. Everton Fergie. Because Fergie's Fergie. And I'm not talking Fergie. around... I'm not, I'm not talking... I was going to say, I was yeah, gonna say I'm, I'm not talking about Fergalicious. Yeah, <laughs> but... of, course, of course, we know who we're actually talking about. Yeah, but uh, Duncan Ferguson did a fantastic job in the interim last time. I thought he was going to get the job straight up. Yeah, no, I honestly thought his performance was extremely under, like, the radar. It, it was weird. He actually performed a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll honestly, see I think does. I think with the signings. This may be a great side to see where Lampard is. Yep, I agree. I think it'll be a good thing to, like, see his managerial ability. And I'm sort of wishing him the best in this endeavor. I'm not because it's Everton, but... Yeah, you aren't, but, like... You know, uh, yeah. Waza came from there. I have to wish him some good luck. That's fair. That's fair. So... We're going to jump ahead to just take a little... Speaking of another team that I want to... I want them to do all right. Yeah. So, Uh, Newcastle United... I feel like for this topic right here, we have to break into our transfers a little bit here. Because we can't talk about the state of the club without talking about the moves that they've made. And they've made some monumental moves. But they're sort of under, under the radar. Yeah. Very so, similar to the way that uh, they Everton. brought in, they brought in Matt Target from Newcastle, or they are Newcastle. They brought in Matt Target from Villa, yeah. which you had to think Target was going to be on the move after the signing of Digne. Yeah, but the big one is Bruno Guimaraes from Lyon. Yeah. He's a quality, quality player, and they're doing exactly what you need to do when you get a takeover like this they're not going after the top 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 talent you can't they're going after highly rated highly talented players who want a little bit more money and want to try and be a part of something and also uh they made another move of a center back from brighton Dan Burns, so taking away from Premier League competition yet again. After uh, the Chris Wood move. Yeah, so we'll talk about that, like, the entire fee a little bit later. But great move overall. They they keep on doing this, and I honestly think it's a great idea for them. These are veteran talents that can really add some value to your club. Yeah. And also Target had an amazing season last year. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. I he I think on. I think this window, I don't know if he was slept on. I mean, everybody knew how good of a season he had last year. Well, I like, It was sneaky for him to do that. 
Yeah. I'll give you that. It was sneaky for him to do that. Yeah, I shouldn't have said slept on. Because at the beginning of the season, who was Matt Target? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I I think Newcastle aren't going to get relegated. I think the signings they've made, I think the way they're going to play, I think... I, I think, think they're they have starting some... to play better. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I honestly think, because they are currently in 18th, they have a game in hand, or two game, uh, three games in hand? Yeah, three games in hand, because Chelsea have played 24 games. I don't even have the table pulled up right now. Yeah, I'm not really sure um, if that's actually accurate, because I don't know how many games Chelsea hasn't played either. Um. But Newcastle I got you. is. I got you. I got, the, I got the table up. Chelsea. I got the table up. Okay. Newcastle has 21 matches played. Yeah. The most Chelsea has 24. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know if Chelsea have any matches in hand, but we'll come to see that because there have been. No, everyone, everyone has delay. matches in hand over Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Chelsea have played the most matches of any Premier League club. Yeah, I know, but still, what I'm saying is, like, even though they've played the most, they oh, may still many, have matches. How many rescheduled games? Okay. Yeah. So, just letting you know, matches in hand means matches. Yeah, how, how many games they have over another. Yeah. Sorry about that. What you mean there is how many rescheduled matches they have to play. Yeah, because honestly, I think they probably have at least three. So, yeah, yeah. Newcastle but, have a lot of games to make up currently, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of upside. They only have two wins on the season, and they're sitting in 18th, and I think they can get a lot more wins. I yep. don't think they're going to get a win there with their next game against Everton, but... I wouldn't be surprised. I think Everton's going to have enough time to, like, sit together and be like, all right, we're going to have a cohesive side for like at least the first week. But I think Newcastle might also with their additions. I like the Everton additions a little more despite Newcastle having more. And I like the Guimara's addition a lot. I like the Guimara's addition a lot. I I think Newcastle's going to, I don't know. I'm not going to say I think they're going to win because I have a lot of time to wait on that prediction. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think we're both in agreement here that we think they're going to stay up and we, we think that they're going to... Yeah. Yeah. And let's not even waste anyone's time in saying if this team's going to stay up. Uh... The, the most dominant team in all of world football, yeah. men's football, women's football... Barcelona Kids football, Barcelona like, Femini. It doesn't matter. Honestly, FIFA, like video game FIFA, yeah. they're more dominant than the best ultimate team you can think of. Barcelona Femini are now 18 and 0 in their league. Yeah. 54 points on 18 matches, 102 goals scored, four against. Yeah. Like 
Those are better than anyone, like any pro player's FIFA stats, by the way. Yeah. You can literally take the number one pro in the world and their stats over how many games? 18. 18, and they scored 104? 102. 102? Yeah, so um, I don't even think in FIFA you're doing that. Nah. If you're playing other pro, like maybe if like a pro is playing us, but if yeah, you're but, playing but like they're, they're playing other pros, they're playing other yeah. pros. So like, no, I don't think they're doing that. And That's so, crazy. I mean, I mean, they have the best female player on the planet, according to all the awards with Alexia Pateas. But based on numbers, really any of them could have won the awards. Yeah. I mean, th- this side is so dominant and so good. I just wish they had more representation on television and in the media. Yeah. Because I would probably watch them over the current Barcelona side. Like the men's Barcelona side. Yeah, they've had some cool additions, but I I want to see a video game. I yeah, I just want to see a team that is I mean, this side makes the dominance that the US women have had over the rest of like the women's national a teams a joke. A joke. I just need to repeat this again. 54 points on 18 matches with 102 goals scored and four against. That is a goal differential of 98. Yeah. And they have a lot of matches left. Um. So currently looking at the Premier League, the top team... It's Liverpool with 58 goals. And they have currently played 22 matches. Bruh. And I think we should move on to USA versus Canada. Yeah, I mean, even us talking about Barcelona Femini can't do it justice. It's so unrealistic. It's so impressive. It is so beyond impressive. Like, the possession stats, everything about it. They are like the number of clean sheets. Like, how how are you doing that? They are so good. And you're playing against like the top sides in Spain and, and in Europe. other um, yeah, and Europe because they're playing in the women's champions league. Dominating. Dominating. I don't like if they don't win the women's champions league, I'm I'm throwing out like and they're, not throwing them. No, that's weird. They're gonna win the women's champions league, Carl. But let's yeah, let's uh, let's let's move into USA Canada. So all of yeah, this I'll talk, wear a Liverpool hat if uh if they don't win the Champions League. I'll wear a Liverpool hat for uh for one show. Yeah, okay. So all of this talk over the last couple years, all of this whatever about the US team gaining momentum, the US team gaining steam. This Canadian team filth. 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 The young talent on that team. Uh-huh. Dirty. Uh-huh. They don't really have like the best veterans. I'm not even going to like try to lie to anyone well most of their team is young but yeah 
I mean, and so they, so I have this written as USA versus Canada. Technically, it was Canada versus USA because Canada was the hosts. I mean, Canada kind of dismantled us. I mean, we had more possession. The U.S. We doesn't had, really matter though. We had more chances. Based on the stat sheet, it looks like the U.S. should have probably won this match. But, no. I mean, based on from what I watched and the way that I saw Canada play, they Way went that, in, they went in with a game been... plan. They executed the game plan. Oh. And they won. Jonathan, I, I don't know why I just said David, but David. He didn't even have a super great game. I mean, he had a good game. But his entire play. Well, actually, I'm going to scratch that. He didn't have a great game from a scoring standpoint. The way he yeah. played on the field was superb. I love watching him play. He's so uh, I fun. really want him to get picked up by I want a... him. Everyone wants him. I know. He's one of those. He's one of He's those one of young those. talents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just need to I note some... oh. that Canada won this match without arguably their best player on the pitch. Exactly. I wanted to mention that as well because Davies wasn't there. And uh, I'm hoping he recovers from his heart issues soon. I agree. I'm I also fan. I don't know what else to say. Like Before I, I, I shift him. over to talking about the American side, Carl, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a point in I think it was the second half. It might have been the first half. Full disclosure, I was also watching the NFC champion or the AFC championship game while this game was going on. Great um, game. Great game. Joe Burrow, savage. But Love him. so a cross comes in. Weston McKinney gets a beautiful header. And Milan B- Borjan, I think it's B- Borjan, Borjan, mm-hmm. makes one of the best saves I have ever seen in my entire life. Really? No, but maybe. What? Did you just have like a stroke or like? I love how it cut out too. (laughs) You know what? I still haven't got the shutter release cable, but no, nah, I mean, so best save, maybe not best reaction save. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's actually really impressive. Th- this dude. So McKinney gets a beautiful header and this guy's already moving his feet. And I'm saying this guy. So Borian's already moving his feet and he just lifts his arm. Boom. Hits the ball into the bottom of the crossbar. Bounces it out. Wow. And I'm sitting on my bed watching football, American football. Nick is sitting in my chair, and we're both watching, I'm going to say real football because I consider it real football. Because yeah, American and, football doesn't really use a foot. Sorry. Not sorry. Don't do Evan McPherson like that, my guy. <laughs> All right. All right. But th- th- this this save was... Out of this world. I mean, I, I'm i sitting watching the 
other game so, and I so, turn so over. You freak out. I get it. I, get I, it. I freaked the fuck out. I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, and I mean, no. you've seen me watch crazy saves. I don't always do that. No. It, it was. Some, some saves are worth it. Like that Mendy save uh, a little yeah. while ago. That on, was worth it. On Mo's shot. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. There, there's a couple other saves where it's just like, but yeah. well, you you don't get to make like stupid expressions every time you see a save. Yeah, and I'm presuming it's one of those. So, oh, it is. Check it. I'll show it to you after the show. But back to the U.S. side. One of the problems I think that we have is. Oh wait, 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 wait. one sec. I was gonna mention uh, David's linked with PSG. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, because uh, we'll get into it a little yeah. bit, but being yeah. Mbappe. Yeah. So one of the issues with the U.S. side is that it seems like Greg Berhalter is yet to fully decide on who his best 11 is, which at this stage in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying is very problematic. Because based on the talent of the side and who else is in our group, we should, as a country, absolutely be qualifying for the World Cup. Especially with our talent. Just it, it doesn't really matter, like, the country or anything. Like, if any country had the amount of talent we had right now, I would expect. So Canada's sitting atop with 22 points after 10 matches. The U.S. is in second with 18. Mexico is in third with 18. Um, goal differential and head-to-head. But if the U.S. blows a game and Panama wins a game, Panama jumps. Yeah. So, like... I'm not I, saying Panama's a bad side, either. No. But not, they do not have as much talent. I'm not saying Greg Berhalter out, but I'm saying it's getting close yeah it's getting real real close because at this stage you have to know who your best 11 is i mean the world cup is coming up in december and you're not yeah. even qualified yet you have to know who your best 11 is and you can't be like experimenting the way that you are right now yeah you aren't you don't have the same talent as that england has yeah, where it like, doesn't really matter who you put on the pitch in a qualifying match. Exactly. Like, England have, like, the best talent in the world. We we, we are a talented side, but it's not. It's kids versus boys at that point. Or not men versus boys. <laughs> Do you just say kids versus boys? Yeah, kids versus boys, I guess. Because, like, yeah. boys are general. So then, Granted, yeah. it, is, it is 1230 in the morning, so. Just face palms. Yeah, I think that's enough on U.S. Canada. It's 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 a rough one. I mean, you never really Great. like to see your own country lose, but oh my Great. god, Canada's that oh my really god, that save was amazing. And Canada is really fun to watch. Afcon and uh, yeah, Afcon. So. Last time we spoke about AFCON, we were like in the early stages of knockouts. I'm just going to read off how the quarterfinal matches went. 
Burkina Faso eliminated Tunisia. Senegal beat Equatorial Guinea 3-1. Hosts Cameroon move on to the semifinals after beating Gambia. And Egypt comes from behind against Morocco to progress 2-1. Yep. Mo Salah scores the equalizer at the 53rd and assists Trezeguet's winner in the 100th minute. Amazing game. Amazing game. I don't really have to say much more. And then uh, Senegal's really playing extremely well. Yep. So I mean, we said in the beginning of this tournament that we thought it was going to be Senegal or Egypt. Yep. I would love to see Mo and Mane on the pitch together in the final. They're able. They're different brackets, right? Uh-huh. Burkina Faso is facing off against Senegal February 2nd at 2 p.m. Let's go. And Cameroon and Egypt are playing February 3rd at 2 p.m. These are Eastern Standard Times because that is where we live. Yeah. Um, Cameroon versus Egypt is an amazing game. I would recommend everyone try to tune into that if you can. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. Speaking of that, so I'm like yeah. sitting in class on the 26th, trying, and I check my That's phone. That's why I said if you can. I check my phone and I see that the Ivory Coast and Egypt are like deep into extra time, yeah. and about to go into pens. So I'm like looking on my phone, trying to find a stream because I don't have B in, and I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I could not find it. It takes a long time. And also, uh, if you hit up Kevin, sometimes he has it. So, Why fun fact. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Yee. Kevin Yee. Yeah. Kevin has American football streams. I highly doubt that Kev would have a stream for AFCON. Kevin has boys who are deep in the Reddit game. So, he's just like... He's just like UFC streams and whatever else. Like, yeah, but yeah. all that stuff is now on like Stream East. Nah, it's different stuff for like he literally gives me a different website every single time I hit him up for it. Uh, my neighbors use Stream East for everything. I'm pretty sure it's Sports Surge. Yeah, but Sports Surge half the time sends you to Stream East. It, it's it's just a hub. It's not a, a direct link. That's what I mean. Like the top yeah. links on Sports Surgery Stream East. Fair enough. I'm not excited for this tournament to come to an end. Actually, scratch that. I'm incredibly excited for this tournament to come to an end. Are you stupid? I want my players back, but I like international tournaments. Yeah, but you're stupid for saying that. Nah, I... it's a sport that brings people together and stuff. Yeah, but like. With your current placing, you don't want your two best players back. So we'll get into it in a second, but I think we signed arguably one. two best players. I think we not arguably two best players. Best player. Allison. Van Dyke and Mo. Yeah, yeah. Allison's. But- Allison's, overall, like, Allison's like Allison's like two A. 
And overall value, Mo, then Van Dyke in terms of transfer market value, it's Mo, Van Dyke, and then Allison's below them. I thought Van Dyke was still behind. Oh, I'm talking about Mane, though. No, Mane's dropped off quite a bit. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm yeah. still thinking about 100 million Mane. Yeah, you're no. thinking about like a year and a half ago, Mane. Yeah, no. Because no, I remember I mean, there was a 45 mil drop. I think there was like a this is a perfect ones. segue into our transfers. But I'm going to start with this transfer, even though it's further down on my list. Yeah. But. Liverpool, I think, have signed Mane's replacement. Uh, that's a little sudden. No, that, that is literally the plan for Luis Diaz from Porto. To slowly... He can pan out to be I know, though. I know. But the plan is to slowly phase him in the same way they did for Jota and then eventually have him take over for Mane the same way Jota has for Firmino. Wow. Not a bad move. That's what it looks like. I mean, Luis Diaz is a left winger. Yeah. He signed a contract until 2027. I thought he could play either side, though. Yeah, but they brought him in to be yeah. a left winger. Yeah. Come on. Um, I mean, it's a fantastic move. He's quality. He's class. Yeah. He's fast. He can dribble. He can shoot. He's smart with the ball. Yeah. I like it. But, no, yeah, I mean, he is the replacement, as it seems, for Sadio Mane. Yeah. There, there's a lot of players who you intend to be the replacement for yeah. other players, though, and they don't pan out to be that way. Uh, we'll I would see. agree with that. I mean, Liverpool's scouting department is quite fantastic. I agree with that as well. But like they they are very good, but not every it, we could saw Kata. I still think that's strictly cuz of injuries cuz when he's healthy and on the pitch, he's fantastic. All right, that's fair too. You can't really account for that in your scouting. I mean, when Nabi Kata Nabi Kata yeah, no, he didn't have injuries like when yeah. he was in Bundesliga. Exactly. When Nabi Kata is he healthy had an amazing and, season. And on the pitch, I mean, he's a fantastic player. He, he didn't lit- have a KDB one to, uh, Bundesliga season. I just said Bundesliga because he was on Wolfsburg. Yeah. I feel so no what, Carl, no but, one's had that season. No one's had that season. Yeah, no one's had that. But, like, he had a, a very great season. Yeah. So, Luis Diaz is kind of the only transfer um, for Liverpool. Uh, Nope. Well, coming in. What about Nico? Coming yeah. in. Coming in, we also we also loaned out Nathaniel Phillips. He's going to Bournemouth. I don't think it's a bad one. No, I don't think it is either. Um, yeah, but Nick goes to Fulham uh, yep. for three months. Such a weird loan time. Exactly. I literally was thinking to myself, I was like, oh yeah, that's six months. Like just just reading the dates, and then I was like, wait, no, I definitely read this wrong. Like what? So. Of the top six transfers on my list of transfers, and I mean top in terms of just the order I wrote them down, we already mentioned Matt Target. The next five are Spurs. Not all four Spurs, though. Well, no, Spurs Spurs transfers. 
So Spurs bring in Bentancur from Juve. Juve on like a 15.6 to 15.9 million pound deal contract till 2026. That just a number depends on what you look at. Um, they it's bring a good in. Talent. Yeah, they bring on Dejan Kulishevsky, 18-month loan with a 30 million euro buy option. I am not very familiar with him. He's quite a talented player. Okay. Or 30 million to... pounds, 35 million euro. Yeah, I need to see more of him before I make like a full judgment on him. They loaned out Brian Gill and Giovanni Lacelso both to Valencia. Yep. Lacelso has a buy option. And they loaned Tangi and Dembele to Olympic Lyon yes. for when he has a buy option of sixty five million. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's gonna get triggered. I do not think so. Borussia Mönchengladbach made a fantastic move in oh. selling Dennis Zakaria. I agree that like they did an amazing job in selling him, but I think they could have gotten more. How? I think he's that good. He's a free agent in June, Carl. Yeah, I know. If the other club, if like, so if Juve. The other club would literally just be like, all right, I'm just going to wait. Juve, Juve, yeah, Juve could have just been like, uh, we'll just wait. Six months, not bad. (laughs) Yeah, he wants to come to us anyway, so we'll wait. Exactly. We already mentioned Nathaniel Phillips. No, let's go back to Zakaria, though. My goodness, it was a great transfer. I wanted him on a free. Bloody amazing transfer. We're Americans, Carl. We don't say bloody and followed by Mary. I had to. I had to. This man And I mean the drink, not the creepy thing. This man Oh, he's great. Is a tank. He's great. Stamina's amazing. He has yep. a great touch on the ball. I yep. love the way that he can push it up the field. Yep. He has great pace. Yep. His passing isn't his greatest suit of his game, but it's still very good. And yep. his physical traits and everything really make up for everything about him. Yep. And I love his, like, he has a decent dribble. It's just really, like, if he works on his passing, which at Ube. You'll, you'll definitely yeah. see something. And he's what, like 24? Uh, I, I'm. He may be a little older. He may I don't be 25 think he or 26. is. I always thought he was younger, but he wasn't, I think. Is this one of the players? Oh, he, he literally just turned 25. Okay. So okay. so last time we talked about Dennis Sicario was in like October, yeah. and he was 24. He turned 25 at the end of November. Fair enough. So. I just want to move on to the return. It's finally official because we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Pending medicals. Christian Eriksen has passed his medicals. He's back in the Premier League for Brentford. I love to see it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, he's going to make that side so much better. He's going to ball out. He's going to ball out, and I can't wait to see them just lift in the table. Honestly, I think he's able to make that much of a difference for that side because I didn't think that side had many flaws in the first place. And then you bring in such a veteran talent, and even if he's not playing every single minute, even if it's like restricted minutes or something, he will make the most out of his time on the pitch. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he says his heart's not an issue, so I think he'll be able to yeah. get full time in. Exactly. Yep. I agree, too. Yep. So, next move, small one I want to mention. I don't think we got to talk about this much. Muhammad Ihatarin loans from Juve to Ajax. Dude, I just we're gonna move on. I already mentioned Bruno Guimaraes. We already talked about Luis Diaz. Spurs can't catch a break. They're linked with Adama Traore for the entire window, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Adama Traore, six month loan with a thirty million euro buy option with a five year deal already agreed upon to Barcelona. Yeah, not looking too hot. Not looking too hot for Spurs. I mean, Spurs and Arsenal both missed out on a lot of moves because the next one I want to mention, I'm skipping over one on my list, but uh, Dusan Vlahovic basically told Arsenal, a report said that he doesn't want to leave in the January window. We talked about this and that he wants to help lift Fiorentina. And then he went to Juve in January. The most disrespectful thing you can do. Just be like, hey, um, go look that way. I'm going this way. Yeah. I mean, he's I now, love it. I mean, I was going to say he's now reunited with Fede Chiesa or Chiesa, but he's not yet because Chiesa has the torn ACL. Yeah. I think this is a great move for him. I mean, I agree as well. Juve I'm need really a striker. In. Yep. And Paulo Dybala can play the back now. So I'm really interested in the I want way they'll actually on a free. utilize them. Yeah. I want the ball on a free. I, everyone does that. Little one I want to mention is uh, Huang Hee Chan. Yep. Officially has been purchased from Leipzig to Wolves. He was on loan before. Callum Chambers has moved from Arsenal to Aston Villa on a free transfer. Yep. He said this is a step up in his career. Ajax Mariba is being loaned from RB Leipzig to Valencia, so he's joining LaCelso and Brian Gill. This one came out of nowhere. I mean, it happened a couple of days ago. He's already made his debut. He's already scored for his new club that he's at. But Ahmad Diallo getting loaned oh, from yeah. Man U to Rangers. Yeah. Kind of caught me by that. surprise. I love that, honestly. Straight up. I do, too. I mean, it's a great move for every party involved. Yeah. Donny Vanderbeek getting loaned to Everton is also a great move for everybody involved. Uh, yeah. Because um, now um, I think we actually get to see Donny play in the Prem. Exactly. Because he didn't play a minute, I'm going to be honest. He, like, if you really thought, like, his... his... <laughs> Dude. His wait, flashes wait. of him being on wait. the pitch. He like... made he made his fiftieth appearance for United, and United yeah. tweeted about it, and all the comments were like, "Bro, he's played a combined like thirty eight minutes." Yeah, like not really, but yeah. No, but he's really played like two hundred minutes under fifty appearances. Like that's not actually a joke. Yo, I know, I know. Like, what the hell were you thinking in signing him in the first place if you weren't going to use him? Yeah, you're trying to take him away from another team? No, just fucking try to utilize, utilize him. Yep. But I honestly really appreciate that move, and we'll see what can actually happen with his career. Also mentioning Everton, though, 
they picked up Delhi Alley on a Yes, free. they did. So a free, another... but once he plays 20 games, it's what, 10 mil? Yeah, so here's the weird like restrictions. So uh it's on a free transfer, but there's 10 mil once uh he plays 20 games, and then there's other performance related add-ons which could get at least to 30 mil yeah any numbers that i mentioned when i was reading out cost and whatever i didn't mention add-ons like luis diaz has add-ons um i'm sure bruno guimaraes has add-ons i was just looking at the straight up transfer fee and the only reason why we're looking at add-ons for uh deli ali is because it's a free transfer yeah speaking of free transfers arsenal finally got rid of abba Yes, and I honestly think it's a weird signing for the club that's picking him up, but I guess. I don't know. I mean, Barcelona need players. They need players. They need players, but like... I I think Alba can still play. I agree too, but like, it's just like, move on. Stop stop doing this. Yeah. You, You can get... Some better talent here and there. Like, I got I got one more on my list that I don't know if you saw. I mean, I texted it to you, but before I texted it to you. Aaron Ramsey. I didn't see this. So you didn't read what I sent you. Aaron no, I Ramsey. I read most of it. From Juve to Rangers, apparently, on a six-month loan. Ah. I actually skipped over it when I looked at the Aubameyang. I looked right at the Carvalho, which fell through. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. I got uh, one more transfer. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Dan Burn transfer from Brighton to Newcastle was for $13.5 million. Yeah, yeah. I got a transfer good, news good that transfer. didn't happen. Yeah. Manchester Manchester United blocked Jesse Lingard from moving. <laughs> Free him. Let him go. Literally. Literally. Like, bro, I'm, come on. I'm sick of wasting his career at this point. Come on. Like, we are such asses to this man. And. Yep. Yep. I think business that. Business, I guess. Yeah. I think that's all going to. All we got. I think that does it. Yeah. Please don't block us. Like, man, you blocked <laughs> um, <laughs> Lingard transfers. Uh, keep up with our Instagram with all the news. Val is also doing a fantastic job still. Got to shout him out. Yep. Every um, week. Every week because he's killing it. He's killing it. Honestly, every week I'm impressed more and more. So yep. keep it up. Same here. Same here. Uh, this is a little longer of an episode this week than we've had in the past. It's because we're on video, though. Not even that. It's because there's a lot of transfer news. I I think next week will be a little bit shorter, given that we'll only have one Prem game to react to. <laughs> wow, and we have to do a big reaction for it. We don't. We can find other topics. Like, I'll probably watch more Ted Lasso, so I'll, I'll be able to tell you guys more. If yeah. you guys want a spoiler episode, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> thanks for tuning in. 
It feels great to be back on video. Carl's putting up the finger guns for the sign-off too, which is a little unusual. Adios. Is 